river kingdoms, a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevois sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevois seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone. To let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 45. Voice of the editor here. It's around Guy Fawkes when we played this session, so there's a lot of fireworks going off in our neighbourhood in the background. That'll be all the strange whizzing and popping and banging noises you hear. Enjoy them. So, when last we left Kaelin, uh, you had defeated the zombie army, the army of zombie cyclopses, accosting Lakeview. Yes, at the cost of many money spent on mercenaries, which means I finally know how mercenaries work. Mm-hmm. And Arborweed's Tower. Oh yeah, and I had to bend Arborweed's Tower. But it's all fixed now. And then time has passed peacefully and pleasantly, I believe. Uh... Uh, lots and lots of stuff happened. First came back online. Um, yep. You found out that Bryn's name might well be Brynhilda. Yeah, well, but Kaelin's endeavouring to erase that for his memory because being kicked in the face often offends. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, a couple, and there were a couple of other things that happened too. And you have been in, in the middle of the night? Yes. This was where we left it? Yes. You... <clears throat> someone tell me and wakes you up with a sharp elbow to the ribs and a moment later there's frantic knock 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 guard comes in he says your, ma- your majesty sorry to disturb you but I think you should wake up for this it's uh, Tobias what's wrong? Uh, you, I think you'll want to see him okay and Kellen will grab the greatsword because it's a reflex buckle it on and head out the door Yeah, or they can bring him into you whichever you um prefer. Yeah. Like, the thing is, they'd bulk it sending people to the king's chamber at three o'clock in the morning, but Tobias is very clearly a different exception. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, he can... Co- Alright, he if he's outside, he can just come in. Yeah. And so they will go away for another couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, to give the clear left Tobias sitting down in the reception hall yeah. or something. And they bring him up, and uh, you get a sense motive check to prep you for this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that is a twelve. Uh, your guard looks pretty shocky. Something. You know, this is not good. Yeah. Um. And 
they, a few minutes later, there is that sort of knock at the door that hasn't quite closed all the way. The guards push it aside, and they bring Tobias in. How old is he? Sorry? Is he still six? He's still six. Okay. Um, first thing you notice is the blood. Okay. Um, he has blood sprayed all across his shirt, a little bit on his face, um... And in his hands, none of the guards have quite taken it off him, although they look ready to, should it be needed. He is holding what looks like a thick cleaver that is also covered in blood, and he is white-faced and shaking like a leaf. Okay. Looks up at you pretty shocky. So Kalen will crouch down in front of him. Tobias, I'm here. What's happened? <laughs> here, sit down. Here, give me that thing. He he sort of looks at it absentmindedly, white knuckled grip around it, and, and hands it to you. Yeah, just put it down. I tried tr- tried to do what you would have done, Uncle Kalen. I hit one of them real hard. He fell down. Did somebody attack? They hurt Mama. The house is burning. Right. And the guards look at each other and start yep. scrambling. Okay. Um. She fell down. Look. She didn't get up. All right. Now I need to go to her and make sure she's okay and fight the bad people. Do you want to come with me or do you want to stay here? He shakes his, nods his head frantically and grabs at your hand. Alright. And I'll pick him up and put it here and uh, I will actually pick him up and just hold him. Then you stay with me and we'll go see what's happening. And I will glance over at Bryn. And come, come. And Galen makes tracks. Yep. You just, like, pick Tobias up in yep. one... You can trivially carry even a giant six-year-old in yep. one arm without blinking. So, yeah, he's at this stage uh, four and looks like a six-year-old, effectively. Yep. And behaves like a six-year-old as well. He's yep. much, much more grown up than you would expect. And they take... And Tobias takes you into town. This takes, you know, maybe ten minutes... Um, Along the way, you'll pretty much be filled in by the guards on the sequence of events from their point of view, which is literally Tobias showed up at the castle gates covered in blood, holding a cleaver and shouting for Uncle Caelan, and they just let him straight in. (laughs) And you've heard pretty much all of it. Yeah. Um, And several guards will accompany you at this point. Caelan is going at a dead run, which means that they will have to um, catch up, because... um, He's not. He's wearing light armor, so he goes thirty feet. Yep. I mean, Bryn could of course outdistance all of us, but I imagine won't. Yep. And you are taken out to. Uh, this is the place in Elk's Rest. So this is actually the the second shop of Oleg's trading post. Yes. That Svetlana essentially lives in a house next door to. Yeah. Um, and the first thing you will see about ten minutes past, there is a very slowly. Several sleepy neighbours aroused from their sleep, sort of in the street, rubbing their eyes, pointing. A bucket brigade is just starting. Yeah. Um, 
Svetlana's house is on fire. Yep. It is very on fire. It is in process of burning down, and there are a bunch of bodies out the front of it. Um, what you will see illuminated in the flickering flames is scrawled across the side of the house in paint. It reads, She bought this evil. Right. Okay. Did you rush forward to investigate? Yeah, so, um... I'm going to, um, put Tobias down. I need to go into the house and get get it to my mouth, kid. Ed, I need you to stay outside. Ed, alright? Stay with the other guards? Maybe help with the bucket brigade. Tobias not in the house. Where is she? He points at the pile of bodies. Okay, I'm going over there. Yep. You go over there. Um, there are a bunch of people around. Um, they look like, you know, your sort of standard peasant farmers. Um, Kaylin is actually welcome to give me a check of some capacity. Uh, what would that be? Uh, probably just your general intelligence. Uh, 29. Okay. You will recognise one or two of these guys off the top of your head. Um, they are a couple of residents of Lakeview, and not necessarily some of the best and brightest amongst your community. They're dead. They've been set on fire. Yeah. Um, and you will see they have basically torches and buckets and paint and all this sort of gear with them. And several several peasant weapons on them, spears, daggers, that sort of thing. And around towards the centre of the pile of bodies, you will find Svetlana. And she is not moving. She has a lot of blood all over her clothes. Okay, so um, I will endeavour to assess if she is in fact alive. Yep. You rush over to her, you lift her up, her body just goes limp in your arms. She is dead. Right. Bren growls at this. So does Caleb. We we heard noises in the night. Mama's been worried since Auntie Nisko went away. She told me to stay inside. But when she went out there, I heard noises that pushed Mama. One of them, one of them hit her. And then she set them on fire. The house started burning too. I went out and one of them grabbed me. I, 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 I tried to do what you would have done, Uncle Kale, and I picked the lever up from the kitchen and I hit him good. And he points over at one of the corpses, and this guy looks like somebody, you know, reasonably strong has just punted a cleaver into his gut yeah. and twisted it. He doesn't look like he's getting up in a hurry either. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I will lay Switlana gently down off to the side mm-hmm. and um, pick Tobias up. Is Mama all right? 
No, no. She's not alright. She's dead. You'll get better, right? Like, like Mr. Kafka? Jock. Um. He's not a close relation of Yeah. Class, so he's Mr. Kafka and yeah. not uncle anyone. Uh, I. I hope so. We might be able to bring her back. It doesn't always work. I don't want to tell you it'll definitely work. But we'll give it a try. And of course, he immediately latches on to, of course it will. Work. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give it a try and we'll see, alright? Oh, okay. I don't know... I don't know what happened here, kid. I know it went bad. But you did everything you could, okay? Whatever happens, you did everything you could. Still alive, says Bruna. She checks over one of the guys. I hit him as hard as I could. It's not a bad thing that you didn't kill him, kid. It's not something someone on your age should be dealing with. Now, it's, um, I will... In the background we hear, you know, get water over here. Yeah. Oh. All right, I'm going to, um, still holding Tobias, pick him up and yep. go over to one of the guards. Yeah. Get first over here right now. Majesty. <laughs> and, um, find another one. Wake up, Jod. You go wake up, Jod, and you take her body and come with me. So, they jump, they snap to attention. Yeah. Recognising immediately the severity of the situation. And then I'll go for Bryn. You watch everyone. <clears throat> Whoever did this is probably still around here somewhere. I need to get it to buy us and Swetlana's body somewhere safe. Hey, you watch everyone. Anybody, um, anybody tries anything you think is suspicious, kick him in the head and we'll apologise later if we're wrong. I trust your instincts. Don't think House will be saved. Too much burning. I don't think she'd want it in any case. Probably not. That's not my priority right now. Yeah, and as you walk off on this, the Bucket Brigade is starting. Yeah. The house is pretty clearly burning down. Yeah. And you walk off with her. Yeah. Uh, so what's your expectation? Jod's coming to meet you? Yeah. Uh, I know. Um, I'm going into him. I yep. want to put Svetlana's body where it's guarded. Right. You head to the... Te- you, you march the Temple of the Elf. Yeah. Um, and um, I'll send one of the guards off on the way. Um, Tobias has got a nanny? Yeah. Okay. To be honest, actually, you probably come here on horseback because... Even getting the horses going would be, you know, only five minutes quicker yeah. for the distance. But yeah, so um, I'll get send another guard to go get Jod's, uh, to go get Tobias's nanny and tell her to meet us at the temple because we know I know he has one yep. because Switlana can't do it all herself. Yep. yep. We cut to the temple of the elf. Jod is sort of coming out, blurry eye. Uh, yes, Ken. What's happening? What's happening? Aristotle, preserve us. Bring her inside quickly. It's um, going to be a case for just preserving her as best we can until we can sort something out. I'm afraid. He sort of... Not that he doesn't believe you, but he checks her over as well and gives her... I see. 
It's in the hands of the gods now. Bring her inside. We'll keep her safe. That's what I want. And, um, and there are like a couple of guards on the temple. It's not. It's yeah. hardly a fortress, but yeah. it is one of your bigger institutions in town. Yeah. Yes. Um. When um Tobias's nanny gets here, I'm going to ask her to watch over him and then yeah. sit down with Tobias. Now, I need to go sort out what's happened here and who did this. So I want you to stay with I want you to stay with um her name is yep um and um you know that if you need me you can tell uh, you can tell her and she'll come and find me okay tell John's going to watch over Svetlana for now John's mm-hmm. going to watch over your mum for now and we'll see what we can do for her in the morning but it might take a, if we can if we can help her it might take a couple of days it's not an easy thing and. Tobias, his name is now. Tobias, I think what you need is a nice warm blanket. And why don't you say why don't you say hello to little Aristotle here? And comes out with the little plushy sort of Aristotle doll. It's a little stag-headed figure, so and he like plushy. Tobias sort of takes it, clutches it tight, curls up in the huge big blanket around her arms, and basically, you know, within a minute, his head rests against her chest, and he just goes out like a light. He's A, up in the middle of the night, and B, functioning in a massive high-stress environment. Yeah. All right, good. Kaelin stands up. Mm -hmm. I need to go talk to some people. (laughs) And storms storms out, uh, out, out, black thunder clouds crackling above his head. Okay. And Bryn, meanwhile, is investigating the scene. Is yeah. that you headed back to? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I want you know some of the people out on the streets are probably guilty. Yeah. I wanted to watch for anybody edging away, yeah. and uh, um, you know, yeah. na- uh, and now I need to get out of here she, before the investigation comes. She is having no difficulty keeping order. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, people are. Um, panicked, but generally the situation is under control. Yeah, and we will have stabilised um, the one Tobias tried to murder um, rather than leaving him to bleed out tempted as I am. On her 35 uh, survival check. Yeah. And her 25 search check she will have been able to put two and two together fairly rapidly. So, when you turn, she all under control here. Is the cub alright? He's with his nanny. He's as well as can be expected for a um, kid who's just survived his first house assault and seen his mother die. Action here. No action here. All under control. Know what happened here. Simple enough. What happened? People come. Group of them. Eight. Up here. Points to, you know, what looks to you, like a bunch of markings in the dirt. Up the up main road, middle of night, probably quiet. Torches, spot pitched there. Hmm. Come to house, start painting. Hmm. Here, she points over to the side of the house, pulls up some sort of gritty powder and sparks it, and, and flicks it at you. Accelerant, will burn. Plant. Wrote message on place. Probably planned to burn it. Got interrupted partway through. Svetlana must have heard them. Good ears. She comes out here. 
points at tracks. Don't know what happens next. Tracks don't show, but guess there was a fight. She mostly won, but too many of them. Two left up. Then more little tracks. Tobias comes out here. Hits, hits one of them. Hits the other. Both go down. No one runs. Everyone here accounted for. Three of them still alive. Had first take the, had first take them off to jail. Good stuff. Nice work. So literally, a group of eight people have come up. She hasn't been able to assess where they came from at the beginning. She has just had yeah. that much time. Um, they painted Svetlana's house with She Bought This Evil, and it looks like a handful of other things starting to be painting. They bought accelerants, they bought torches. Then Svetlana came out and fireballed the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, then Tobias dropped two of them by himself. Yeah. Um, several of them have died. Um, three of them have effectively stabilised and have been carted off unconscious. Did Tobias kill either one of the ones he, he attacked? Uh, no, actually. Excellent. Those, ac- those account for two of the survivors, and one of them appears to be the least... Well, the, the body's been taken away now, but Brit will tell you the least burned corpse here. Effectively the person that made their reflex save. Sweet. All right. I'm going to get Mata- I'm going to go get Michaela for the interrogations. She's good at that. Thanks, love. It's good to know what we're facing. And by the time you get back, the house is largely out. They're still throwing buckets over it, but it's yeah. more, you know, it's three quarters gone. Stuff inside yeah. will have survived, but a lot of it'll be heavy, heavily fire and smoke damaged. Yeah. <sighs> Find out what's going on here. And by this stage. As the the town comes to life around this, um, a, a number of your civilians will sort of wake up, look at this, and go, oh, it's a fire, okay, it seems to be under control, and go yeah. back to bed. The guards don't go around publicizing, publicizing the grand diplomats being murdered in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, but effectively, this will rouse your council, because this is not commonplace practice. Yes. Uh, so everyone is available to you for whatever purpose you want them for. Yeah. Uh, including Corwin, who routinely prepares to speak with dead, which is probably the point of interest to you. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot. Bryn has pretty much told you what she can. Yeah. Tristan, there isn't a lot he can do with this particular circumstance. Yeah. Beyond um, search the rubble, but he will just conclude Bryn's findings. Yeah. And... Um, then you've got Michaela as well. Yeah. And you can trade them around, swap them in and out, however you like. There's yeah. no... So um, I'm going to um, get Michaela yep. and go talk to the three we've got from lock-up. Yeah. So... And, yeah, basically, Bryn can account for the eight people that came to the house by their tracks. Yeah. Um... The rest of it would be about gathering information from witnesses, which is not something she's been doing at this particular point. Yeah. But first, it's pretty good about following up on that. Yeah. Okay. You get Michaela, she gets the brief on what's happening. Gods. Alright. We have three state, we have three stable witnesses, likely criminals. Let's bring them around and see what they have to say for themselves. Aye. And, um, if it looks at any point like I might be going to behead one of them, remind me I'm not supposed to do that sort of thing. And she will... You have basically... Um, 
three guys, um, one of which you would, uh, yeah, you, you had the intelligence check for this, so one of which you would be able to recognise as, if you had to guess, it would probably be the ringleader. He is a farmer named Bartram from down in Lakeview. He's by no means a hideous malcontent or anything, but he's allowed, you'd call him like a teamster or a unionist in another community. Yeah. He's, he's a loud organizing type. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the women that is, the woman that has survived is his wife. Um, you may or may not know that, but could very rapidly find out about it. And the other guy is also, uh, is also someone from Lakeview or Potter, by the way. Right. Alright. We'll start out with Bartram, I think. Okay. So, he is unconscious but stable. Yeah. And pretty much in a jail cell. And Michaela will go in. If you wish him, I, I doubt we'll have any trouble restraining him. But if you wish him tied for effect or anything like that, no. If not, puts a hand on him, cure light wounds. Yeah. Bartram, of course, you know, wakes up, uh, uh, holds his gut. Yeah. You know, looks down. Ow. Uh, what's going on here? Looks right. He's clearly in jail. Yeah. Takes it all in. Your Majesty. I. You murdered one of my council last night? This night, technically. Yeah, yeah, it's like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You, a few hours ago, you murdered one of my counsellors? Ringing any bells? Uh, the witch? Yeah, that'd be her. Yes. Of course we did. We did what we had to do to keep our families safe. You saw what happened to Lakeview. It's what comes of messing with the dead, letting these cults into our community. She... She brought this evil on us. She brought those those creatures here, her and her... her and her cultists, her and her witches, her and her people. She's responsible for this evil. We need to show her that we wouldn't tolerate it anymore. We need to send a message. And that message was to burn her house down with her six-year-old child in it? The boy's not innocent either. I heard the cult had done something to him. He, he'll, he'll be some kind of witch as well when he grows up. We just... Burning a house down, scaring the boy off. They'll survive. They have magic. Powers. She's dead. She didn't survive anything. <sighs> he sort of looks slightly more leery at this. So you have two choices now, Bertram. You can tell us everything now, or you can tell us everything later. Note that there isn't a choice in the middle where you don't talk to us. There's just a great deal of pain involved. I suppose a man like you has read the laws, you don't know the penalties for assassinating a counsellor. Death by torture, I believe. She sort of looks, to, looks at Caitlin. <laughs> and then she will intimidate him. Yeah. Which, shockingly enough, will probably work terribly well. I uh, will make an aid another check anyway. <laughs> which I succeed... I, um, do you crit fumble on a... You'd crit fumble on a one? No. No. Not on skill checks. You can't yeah. fail them. Sweet. 
that no, I and on a, on a one I get achieve a thirteen and pull off a plus two. Yeah, Kellen looks quite ready to skip. It looks very ready to skip out the yeah. middle man. The, the failure here is not so much that you fa- would not so much be that you fail to scare him so much as you convince him that you're going to horribly brutalize him no matter what he does. Yeah, so he has no incentive to talk to you. Um, it's, it's, he's, ah, uh, well, we never meant we never meant to kill her. Just burn the house down, chase her out of town. So good, honest, good, honest. They are still feeling fearing folk and make their homes here without fear of being chased out by zombies. Huh. My brother was one of the ones that got eaten, you know. She brought this evil on us. We talked about it. Decided something had to be done. Couldn't wait. We didn't know when the next when the next horde of the undead would be showing up again. So we came up to burn her out. Well. We thought about it, got our courage together, and Michaela will yep, trivially make the sense motive check, looks across to you and makes this drinky, drinky gesture. Yep. <laughs> you know, getting their courage together. Yeah, that has um, you. So we came up to take, we came up, we came up to take care of her house. But a witch has familiars, crows in the trees that listen to her. That, st- that tell her what the dead are saying. They must have woken her. She came out. She threatened us. We were defending ourselves. Had to take her down before she could use her magic. She attacked us. Burned us with arcane fire she called from her dark gods. Right. And nobody else was in on this? It was just the eight of you? Nobody told you it was a good idea in the tavern, maybe. I'm not selling. I'm not selling out my. I'm not. I'm not selling out my friends. Oh, we already know who they are. We've already got them all in custody. The other seven need whole shit. They know sort of thing. <laughs> and she just intimidated rolls straight over the yeah. top of them. Um, and he will name names, which match at least the three that you are aware of, and logic would suggest the other four people he's talking about yeah. are the other four that are there. Um, he says, we're doing what we had to do. They keep our home safe from the likes of her and her hag, her hag cultists. They're bent on destroying this place. You don't even see it, do you? She's got you wrapped round her little finger. What the cult in Garona specialises in is destroying communities. People turning against each other, setting up mobs, murdering women in their own homes. That's the community turning against each other. She's not the committed danger here. You are. And Michaela will sort of nod over his head slightly to you, uh, based off her sense motive check. He's told you... He, he's told you no lies... But what he's done, told you is flavoured completely from his point of view. Yeah. He thinks that that's the sequence of events that happened. Yeah. Alright, um, at that point, um, I will move out and investigate the others, and, and I don't think we need to play that unless yeah. their stories don't tell you with us. Yeah. Um, so you go interrogate the other two. Um, his wife sings very much the same tune, um, that um, it was absolutely necessary because... Uh, she will tell you something slightly differently that they had seen shadows moving in the night and had heard the sounds of the undead digging themselves up from their graves again and 
Michaela nods. She believes this is a fact, whether it's true or not. Yeah. Um, and the third guy completely rolls and blames Bartram. Yeah. And says it was absolutely, you know, he, he rallied us up. We were just going to burn the house down. It got totally out of control. Yeah. Alright, and then I will, um, you tell first to keep them all locked up and, yeah. um, and, um, for their own protection from me. Because if I see them roaming around the streets, I'll cut all their heads off. And then, um, but this, this unit understands the law will be followed. <laughs> and he will actually, you know, sort of st- he, he has actually been, um, not been a fool here. Has, he has not interfered in your interrogation, but he has watched it. Yeah. Um, he is standing around ready to step in if Kaelin starts murderating people. Yeah. Because, well, Kayla will back your play on that absolutely. First, probably won't. No, that's, that's okay. Good. You do your job. Good work. Kaelin doesn't mind having someone around who will before yeah. that. And then, um, but, um, but not personally for pre- preference. It's, um... Condell may be warden for another month, but I'd like you at the council meeting as well. This unit understands. Yeah, effectively, at this point, him and Condell are just working together again. Yeah. They've, they've more or less already reversed the roles, but it's not tap on, tap off sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And Kellen will go convene a council meeting. Yep. Everyone is up. You get everyone together relatively yeah. easily. Um, do you want to actually talk to them, or presumably you know this is the situation? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I roll out with it. Yep. And, um, so after what happened the last time, it's hard not to suspect somebody had a hand in this. If only because it'd be more reassuring than the truth that, um, than the possibility that they just did spontaneously decide to go wake up this morning and go murder her. Well, they wake up last night and go murder her. Frightened people can do terrible things. A mob inspires and drives themselves. I suspect it is very possible there is no underlying hand behind this. Or if there is, they are manipulating Bartram and his ilk more subtly than they're capable of realising. Also a possibility. It doesn't seem like it'd be hard. He's not the brightest individual. It's... I have to wonder if there was someone else in the cabin that night. But it doesn't seem to be that any of them remembers anybody of that nature. It seems to have been just the eight of them having the conversation. This unit will, of course, in, this, this unit will, of course, investigate and gather further information on this matter. I'd appreciate it. We don't need to. Um, we don't need to rush to um, try them right away. Well, Zacharos, we've got to stand in for this sort of thing, right? I mean, we can bring her back again. Well, that'll that'll depend on the lady. I, if if her time if her time was up, then that's all all any of us can do is wring our hands and wring our hands and be very sorry. But um. If um, if it is possible, then um, the procedure now is we call a vote. But I'll tell you all, fine. If you don't if you don't vote for it, I'll not hold it against you. But I've got the money out of my own pockets, and I'll pay for it myself if I have to. I'm not leaving a boy an orphan. 
and Tristan wins <laughs> this. And the vote goes round the table. Yeah. Um, it is... Uh, I don't think anyone has anything too compellingly interesting to say about this. Yeah, no, that's so right. just skip straight through it. Uh, it is... Um, I'm expecting Corwin to vote no because his policy in this yeah, is pretty it, clear. It is effectively everyone for, with the sole exception of Corwin. Yeah. Who says, "Nay, I cannot, I cannot support it. I know how you feel, lad, and I understand. And if it be the will, and if it be the will of this body, and it certainly looks like it is, then I'll be happy to help you any way I can. And the lady and I, I can channel a lot more of the lady's power now than I used to be able to." If it be the lady's will, then we can bring her back. Right now, right, as soon as, soon as I can, if necessary, he can cast Raise Dead now. He has flip little spells. Sweet. You don't, you don't need to get a scroll. You merely need to wait for, a, you know, two hours for him to pray for the spell and cast it. Yeah. Um, he says, if that's your will, if, if that's your will in this council, then I won't oppose it. You've changed a lot of destinies here. But for myself, I don't feel that's a decision... That I, that I don't feel that's a decision I should be making. I know what it makes me sound like, but I vote nay. People sort of know that this with varying degrees of happiness. Akaros glares at him. I've got no problem with that. You've made your position clear, and I don't have, and I don't object to it. It's not, it's not your fault, and we'd best be remembering that. It may not have been. Being sinister individuals, um, like it was the last time, and I will vaguely glance in John's direction. But it's the, but it's would seek to divide us nonetheless. We have to stand together, no matter how angry we might be. But yeah, there's it's cruel to one, um, it's cruel to stretch things out for the lad any more than we may. Let's find out whether we um, whether we can or not. Would be my call and nods. I give me give me two hours. Give me two hours. Then I'll head to the then I'll head to the temple of the elk and we'll see what we see. Okay. And he goes off to change his spell load out. Yep. And raised it. He can do that in two hours. Uh, I thought he needs a full day. No, he need, he's like because of the time you're at, he hasn't prayed for his spells this morning. Oh, right, yes, of course. So when he prays for me, he says, could you swap out a slay living for a raised dead? Yeah, uh, yes. Um, cool, it's spellless. He will ask you if you want anything else in the ilk of, um, you know, divinations or speak with deads or whatever in there. Um, uh, I don't think that he can cast commune yet, but I might No, wrong I that. wouldn't think so. I thought it was a higher level than that. Uh, no, commune is a fifth level spell. Oh, okay. So, I will actually look at Corwin's sheet, because this will probably matter. Um, Michaela is um, capable of casting Speak With Dead as well. Yeah. That is the extent to which she can really aid here. Yeah. Uh, Alright, no. Corwin knows one can take one fifth level spell. Yeah. So that would be raised dead. Yeah, no, that's you right. Do I... that prior to anything else. Yeah, no. The, uh, um... He can also take divinations, however. Cool. I don't want a divination right now. I'm interested in a commune, but I'd rather we investigate things via mundane methods first before we call on the gods for help. They expect us to do our best ourselves. Yeah. So, um, we and that's not effectively going anywhere. So yes, um, so given that the council has voted for it, 
we will take the money out of the kingdom finances, and um, I think we'll we'll do it like we did the last time. We'll um, take two thousand out of either the party gold or um, Kaelin's personal pockets, depending uh, on the kingdom. Will totally pay for it. All of your councillors, except Cor, are in agreement on this, and Cor's objection is not based on the money at all. Yeah. So um, we will we'll take one build points worth out of the kingdom treasury next kingdom turn to pay yep. for to pay for that chunk, and then the the extra two thousand we'll take out of the party fund because that's what we did the last time. Yep. Unless any, I don't imagine the party will object. Not really, no, but you really can just take it all out of the kingdom. Okay. Um, no, None of your councillors will object. Nobody will find that seriously objectionable. You still raise, you still have to face the um, but like, it's borrowing two, money penalty. It's two points of unrest rather than one because it's... Yeah, I honestly can't remember how that works. You almost never borrow money, but... Um, you know, it's not that people are so desperately opposed to Svetlana should totally stay dead, but certainly a share of them are, and it always, always raises the question of, you know, why her and not my yeah. husband. That's why we set that's why we set up a policy rather than just um Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm not saying that makes it that means everyone's just gonna be okay with it, but uh, I do not see my Kingdom rules. Kingdom rules. Kingdom rules. I don't know where they are. Here they are. Uh, withdrawing money. Uh, yeah, every time you withdraw build points, you gain unrest equal to the number of build points withdrawn. Yeah, yep. So that would be two. Yeah. So uh, entirely in your, in your no. I'll, I'll, I'll go with the, I'll go with that plan and just take the one. So um, I'm effectively going to borrow ahead of that. Yep. I presume you have no objection. No, no, not the slightest. Kaylin has the, enough. The money. money is available at any point you want it. Yeah. Um. So what I'm going to do is note that on the kingdom sheet, or because the next kingdom turn I'll I'll take it out yeah. and get the and get the resulting unrest at that yeah. time and cover it all via the rules. Cool and sort of says, uh, I don't know why that's the case, but. There's a, certain, there's a certain amount. There's a certain amount of gold and diamonds and the like required for this. And the council says it's not a matter of it's not a matter of the Lady of Graves needing our money. It's a matter of indicating to her that we're prepared to sacrifice something that's worth a lot to us to make this decision possible. It's a matter of equivalent exchange to ensure that every mortal who dies isn't immediately faced with the spectre of return. I'm just glad there is still a way. Look, it might not be too late. Despite being very much too late. Now, the first thing, the first thing I'll do is the first thing I'll do is speak with her before I do anything of this sort. I whether or not you want to be there for this one is up to you. I don't think the lad should be. Nay. But i got to tell you, if she says nay, that's the end of it. If no. you don't like it, you can try find another cleric. But No, no, that's the same thing we did with Jod. No, I, I... This all came at us a bit more sudden than the like, and I haven't had time to think it through, but you're absolutely yeah. right. The, um, I don't... If she's if she's moved on, then that's that. It's, it's A, generally a great idea anyway, and B, something that Corwin will absolutely insist on. Yeah. Not that... 
As he understands the spell, if she doesn't want to return to life, that's the end of it anyway. Yeah, yeah, but he wants to he wants to ask her personally, given he has the capacity to do so, and I have no objection to that. Yep. And um, you can have Creepy speak with Dead Svetlana if you wanted, or I can merely um, I'm perfectly happy just to skip the... Um, okay, uh, her answer is, of course, yes. Yeah. But she, if, if given the option, she will return. Yes. And to be honest, you know, if she's going to return in any way, um, any other questions you might ask her about what happened are kind of irrelevant. That's my my feeling is that. Corn will say if there's anything else you ta- you want to ask her. No, we can if if this works, we can ask her in person. All right, you all good? Yep, just um. Hunting for my kingdom sheet so I can note things down and not finding it, but no, that's all right. I'll just um, I'll just sort it out later. Okay, so Corwin sits with her in the temple of Aristotle, sits with her body, sits behind her head, um, and puts his hands upon her chest. And he says, "Lady of Graves, hear me. This woman is a mother, and a valuable member of our kingdom. She's been a friend to us for many years." If it is her time, and she has passed on, passed your judgment as soon as she fell, and you will know best where to pass her soul to. But if it is not her time, then you will know best as well. We sit here in the house of old Deadeye, and request that you bring this lady back, that you bring her back at life. Lady of Graves, hear me. Phrasma. Hear me, and his eyes go black. If it, if it be not your time, Svetlana Levitin, then I, Corwin Steel River, command you to rise from your grave and return to the living. Return! Boom! <laughs> and a wave of power bangs out, and there is a wind rippling through the temple, and Svetlana goes, <gasps> and sits up, frantically patting herself. We're, of course, you know, as she does this, the various knife wounds and spear wounds in her are mostly healed up as this happens. And she sits up. Tobias. So. Sees Corwin. Fairly rapidly puts two and two together. Oh, God. Tobias? He's alright. He's with... I'm going to call her Erica because I need her to have yep. He's with Erica. He's fine. Well, he's not fine, but he's okay. Praise. Praise Christo. Hey. I was warm and safe. I died? Corbett would not. I left. Thank you. She would get up and hug Corwin and plant a kiss on his cheek and he said, I, uh, yeah, well, uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I feel bad for what, I feel bad for what to leave you dead now. <laughs> she sort of looks at him, sort of moves away from the hugs like that. It's just, it's just how, it just, it's just how the, the clerics of Phrasma work. Turns to your... Don't, don't take it personal, lass. You do the same for any one of us. It's good. It's good to see you on your feet. Is is everyone all right? 
The only people that were hurt were um, them that attacked you. They're mostly dead. There's a few of them in the first lockup. None of them got away. I burned them. Aye. But I did not get them all. Aye. Two of them escaped. Two of them were still up. When I fell, I can... I don't know who they were. I can point them out to you. None of them got away, lass. Good. Uh, We'll need to speak a bit more, but not now. Not now. I didn't tell Tobias. I told old Tobias there might be a chance, but I didn't tell him we were doing this. I figured best yes. to let him know after in case it didn't work. Of, of course. Okay. So I think it's time we brought you to him. We can deal with first place. She runs up to Tobias. I said, Mama, Mama, so scared. It's all right. It's all right. I'm here now. I, I, I stabbed them. I stabbed them like Uncle Caleb world. I took the cleaver out of the kitchen. And she looks at this, thinks it over for maybe 10, 20 seconds or so, and then immediately squeezes them down. That was the right thing to do. You did, you did well. You did well. And um, Kaelin is just going to sit with the two of them yep. for a while. Hugs for all. Yeah, hugs for all. And then, um, moving... Yeah, I think we let... So a, yeah. a bit of time elapses at yeah. this point as we let everybody recover from what happened. Uh, first, we'll report back at you. Since this unit has concluded its investigations, uh, several people heard... Se- several people heard Bartram, heard Bartram speaking loudly about the... Uh, speaking loudly in Lakeview about the evil that had beset their town over the last several days... He said that he would take precautions to ensure that it did not happen again. In the last night, he was drunkenly rallying people for plans to uh, root out the evil, and it basically first runs through this. Um, Several people heard him doing this. Um, The vast majority of them just sort of... Pretty much everyone first has talked to said, we we didn't think he'd actually go through with it. We, We just walked away because what he was doing was so obviously stupid. Yeah. You know, a few people will kind of go, yeah, we totally didn't think he was going to go through with it, but, yeah. but we weren't involved anyway. Uh, as far as the, as far as first examination concluded, that's really the beginning and end of it. Yeah. Everyone's stories match up. It's just a really ugly story. Yeah. And, um, First, we'll come back with several other ugly stories from Lakeview. We're in, basically, you know, it's known that Svetlana was um, in some way involved with what Goody Niska was doing. Like, they were pretty publicly known to be friends. Yeah. You know, obviously she fooled everyone and hid her allegiances to the cult. Obviously she bought the, the horde of zombies to kill the good people of Lakeview for their for her obscene rituals and that kind of thing. Which, in all fairness, like, if the total church had grown and had an army of zombies, that's totally something they would do. Yeah. Everything that Bartram has come out with is founded on a sufficient sort of logic to yeah. justify what he's doing. Well, j- justify it may not yeah, be the yeah. word that Caelan would use, but yeah. But he hasn't just randomly gotten up one night and decided, hey, let's go kill Spitfire, yeah. it was probably her. Yeah. You know, he thinks he's right. 
Yeah. And, you know, the couple of follow-up interviews that people do with them will get much the same story. She bought this evil. You know, once we purged her, you know, this would, this would all stop. Yeah. My investigation is concluded. We... And actually, based on, based on Svetlana's statement... Um, Svetlana's, state, Svetlana's statement and theirs disagree precisely about who threw the first shot, but she clearly awoke to find she clearly awoke to find them burning her, burnt, beginning to burn her house in the middle of the night. Uh, their guilt of at least arson is clear. Attempted murder is another question. Attempted murder is another question altogether. What do you wish done with them? I will talk. I'll talk to everyone about that. And. First is pretty darn clear on nothing's going to happen to Svetlana as a result of this. Everyone is kind of on board with you fine people burning your house down in the middle of the night. You can totally kill the shit out of them. Yeah. And, um, Talon will, um... So, we need to talk about two things. And I figure this is, like, two days later. Yes, and Swit- I would like Svetlana to be here. And here. Um, what we do with the survivors... And if there's something we could do or could have done, did we give the people enough information about Vordekai? Is there something that I could have done to have prevented this? So, on the first matter, it will probably surprise no one to learn that I'm in favour of hanging them tomorrow. Are you requesting a full council vote on this? I, you, you are no, not obliged to. I'm but. requesting the. I'm request. I want to hear from people. Yeah. But this is ultimately going to be my decision. Yeah. I just. Uh, no, sorry, not so much requesting a full council vote as in you're necessarily going to follow what they say. As in, are you gathering council together and getting everyone's thoughts on this, or just a handful of people? No, I'm gathering council together and getting everyone's thoughts on this. Right. I'm for hanging him tomorrow. I don't find it an uh, acceptable excuse that they claim to have merely been planning to burn her house down. I... Yeah, with, with her in it, they're all very clear on that one. Yeah. I don't find the fact that they were... Particularly considering that they attacked her as she came out the door, I don't find the claim that they were planning to let her out acceptable, nor, even if that's the absolute truth, do I find that enough of an excuse. I, if we assess that the potter was genuinely more innocent than the other two, I might be prepared to entertain hard labour for them, but I'm for hanging all three of them. Little as it'll solve. I would like opinions on whether that's actually justifiable, given the evidence that we have on the laws as such. Uh, and round you go round the table. Yeah. Um, Crystal Rossi says uh, the law is the, the law is very clear in this matter. Lord, uh, they were at they, they were at the least at the very least attempting to murder her and murder of a count, mur- murder of a councillor or a king could be seen as it, the least crime of it is attempted murder. High treason is another possibility depending on whether you wish to interpret their actions as a direct strike against the kingdom. Either way, the law, is, the, the, the law would quite support your justification in hanging them all. Good. Uh, Akaros, Akaros, 
Um, can you give me a quick scene spoiler, Jay? Uh, 14. Okay. Uh, you will notice that Christopher Rossi doesn't actually volunteer his own opinion in there. He doesn't say hang them or not. He just says the law would support that. Yeah. Um, Akron says, hey, yeah, string them, string them up. Bastards can't be allowed to get away with it. Anyone who chops down a counsellor, I say they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Svetlana, unless <laughs> the one we'll leave to last on yeah. this. Um, John says, it goes hard with me. To agree, it goes hard with me to agree with this. I won't oppose the decision, but I can't support it either. I'm with John here. There, there has to be a better way of doing this. I mean, we can re-educate them, make them see that Svetlana's not a threat to them. They're already doing this out of fear. It's, it's a shame so many have died already. Aye, and what will they do out of fear tomorrow, when they've already attempted to murder a woman in her bed? Exactly right. The kobolds will be next, or anyone else who's anyone else who they think is different, who scares them in any way. We can't allow them to rampage through the kingdom. So, Crystal. So we can't. We may not be able to hang Horatio Satopa, but these people are in our grasp. Hang them all. You take their life, and that's the end of it all. I can't say they don't deserve it. I can't say it sits well with me, but I'm with Akaros here. Yeah. I'm them all. This unit believes imprisonment would be an acceptable. This unit believes imprisonment and labour would be an acceptable alternative. We have built jails for a reason. No, says Michaela. Mob justice cannot be tolerated on any level. We must respond to this in the harshest possible way to ensure that nobody believes this will happen again. Hanging is far too lenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I agree with Michaela. Let them see that we are weak and they will cut us down. Bring them the violence and the burning they crave to give to her. So that is a vote overwhelmingly in favour of, of hanging them. Yeah. Um, Michaela and Bryn both want them uh, literally to die harder than that. Yeah. Um, and Svetlana... Um, should I give my vote on this? I can hardly say I am unbiased. Aye, lass, you're a counsellor. It's your right. Hang them. They came to my home in the middle of the night to burn me out of superstition and fear. If we allow the first ones to get away with it, the second ones will try again. Aye. Alright. I can't let this stand. If it was my family, I wouldn't let it stand. This is not 
something. I know that hatred breeds a crop of hatred, and I know that we'll make more hard feelings down the road. That's how we got here in the first place, so we're still leaving the roots of what Niska did. But Bryn is right. Weakness is dangerous. And if we let them attack us in this manner, if we let people attack us in this manner, then we are weak. And that is something that we cannot afford to be. As to the other, does anyone have any thoughts about what I could have done differently? This is Christopher Rossi steps up at this. He says, "Your people are uh, uh, well. Actually, let me just check a detail here. Um, how heavily have you publicised the Vorticae thing? Um, like I, I've sort of gotten the impression you're not trying to keep it a big secret. No, nor, nor for obvious reasons would you have time players going round going Cyclops Lich coming to kill us all any minute now. Um." It's it's hard to say because it hasn't. I think um, probably I like at around the same time I let the opposing nations know Mordecai's yep. out there. He's a big threat. Yeah, I would probably have let people know that yep. there is a but villain I out there. Very vague, pretty but, open, yeah, open information society. Like people are aware yeah. Vlandhold has disappeared. Yeah, so they're I think, aware you're working with the centaurs. They're aware. So of, I think we know who's behind Vlandhold. He's out there. Yeah, he's going to try and mount an attack on us, and yep. we're you know going to that, try that and take him out. Possibly yeah, the people the people are well enough aware that Vordekai is as much a threat to us as. As much a potential threat to us as Fort Drelev or Pytax or any of our surrounding any any of the any of the other forces that oppose Stagthorn, but we will never be able to take the superstition and fear out of the un, out of the uneducated, even with the most mammoth efforts to educate your populace. There will always be people who fall back on superstition and fear. If we had, there is a possibility that if we had made a better effort to research the background of an entity like Mordecai, make this information available to anyone who sought it, not buried and hidden some of it away, but that is only a possibility. I cannot say this would have been any differently. I think we have done as well as we could. So he's very lightly pushing the camelware button, but he's definitely either not prepared to say or doesn't think. Yeah. Know, if we totally looked at camelware, this would have all been avoided. Yeah. And of the rest of your council, um, only Michaela has strong opinions on this as well. She says, you can't... Christopher is, Christopher is right. You cannot educate the fear out of people. No matter what you do, they will always be afraid of what they do not understand. That's a sad thing, but I think you're the right of it. Alright. We hang them, but nothing else. And after a trial. Yep. And I'll 
speak with the people tomorrow outside the town hall. Michaela, make the arrangements, would you? I want to publish to the kingdom what I say. Of course. For whatever good it does. Okay. And so, the next day, you, you're, I assume you're moving on with no, speech first, trial first? Uh, speech first. Right, okay. So, before there is the trial, then you are at the town square. People are gathered around to listen to you. And there are a bunch of criers around who are basically here to record your message and take it to people that aren't here. Three nights ago, age of my citizens took it upon themselves to go to Svetlana Leverton's house and try and burn it down. And she was killed in the process. You'll mostly have heard that now, I think, and that we've brought her back. But whatever you may feel about that and about any of the decisions that we've made, that I've made that have brought us to this point, I hope you understand that what we did today can't erase the harm that was done to her and her son by the men who came to her house to burn it down. I understand that many of you are frightened. I understand that many of you are angry. I'm frightened too. We have an enemy and he's an nasty one. I won't tell you as I'm sure I can beat him. I'll tell you as I'm sure any of us can. But what he is is a creature alone. All the strength we have is in the community. All with strength we have is each other. If you are frightened, if you are angry, if you believe your neighbours are a danger to you, then I walk the streets of this damn town every day. Bring it to me. Talk to me. Talk to Christopher. Talk to someone. Yeah. John will be standing up pretty prominently in the background of this, nodding away. But for the love of did I, don't pick up the torches and go to your neighbour's house and burn it down. Because I don't care what they did to you or what you fear. You will be hanged for it. We're not doing this because she's my counsellor. We're not doing this because she's my friend. We're doing this because she was bloody well murdered by her own community. People she should have been able to trust. We should all be ashamed that this happened in our country. I know this history. I know she's made some mistakes. And she's not the only one of my counsellors who've done some things that maybe you don't, dis- you don't approve of. And for that matter, I've done some things you probably wouldn't approve of. And if I knew every single thing that every one of you had done, maybe I wouldn't approve of some of that either. I know that it's tough sometimes. I know that I've asked you to take in people who aren't necessarily what you'd thought of as people. I know the cobbles of the fire are different. I know times are tough. I know sometimes zombie giants come to your town and burn it down, and that's not what any of us are looking for. But there isn't any safety in the world. 
They're not safe up in Brevoy. They're having a bloody civil war. They're not safe in Chelyaks. They worship bloody demons. There isn't a safe place in the world. If there was, I'd bloody well take Bren to it. I'd put her there so I know she'd be safe. Well, I'd try and she'd probably kick me in the head. But <laughs> There isn't safety that way. No matter who you kill, it isn't going to make you safe. All we've got is each other. I'd take it a kindness if the rest of you would remember that. If you're frightened, come to me. Don't make me kill any more of you because you couldn't remember that. That'll be all. And there is about half a minute's pause at that as people sort of mull us over the odds and behind the crowd. And then sort of lightly scattered and then Long live the king! Long live the queen! Goes up from the crowd. Uh, this is this proposal is drawing actually high support from them. Um, when they calm down, John and Christopher Rossi will both stand up and more or less reiterate the same thing, uh, literally saying, you know, if if you don't want to speak with the king and want to speak with someone basically more approachable or less intimidating or whatever, both of them are available for this as well. You know, both of them making passionate pleas to not see any more of this in their community. Yeah, um, and the crowd pretty much eats it up. Sweet. Uh, as this goes on to the trials and that sort of thing, which good to jump to there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the three of the three the three living people, uh, like you, pretty much bury the dead and call it a day. Yeah, yeah. not much point. Um, I, I presume that you don't want to take overly punitive measures and punish their families and Definitely their not. and that sort of thing. Um, um, I, I'm not beyond sending a quiet message that, to the families that, um, however upset they may be with this turn of events, this ends here, and yep. they'd better, you know, draw the lesson. <laughs> but um, I certainly don't want to take any kind of retribution against them or anyone who was in the tavern that night thinking sinister thoughts. Yep. None of those people actually did anything. Yeah. Um, and we better start with what people have actually done, not what they what they we think they might be going to do. The so all of them are tried. The three of them are tried. The evidence is pretty damn clear. Yeah. Um, well, none of them plead innocent to it. They all just plead varying degrees of wasn't my fault. Yeah. Because blah. Yeah. Um, when they go up for their last words, um, the, the potter says, I swear we didn't mean to do any harm. We, I mean, we all knew she'd turn into a bat and fly away. <laughs> it was just about burning our house down, sending a message that we wouldn't tolerate this. Um, yeah, the, um, the, um, Caelan will, um, Privately communicate to them that um, that it is important to send messages that certain things will not be tolerated, and they're about to learn a very clear lesson about what Gaelan's permit to tolerate. Uh, Being a neutral good kingdom, generally you would allow them their last words if you choose not to. No, no, absolutely step all over that. No, Um, and Bartram will stand up and uh, will for his last words before he gets the drop. Well, say I was only doing what was best for all of you. What well, you didn't have the courage to do. She brought this evil on us. One day you'll see it. Svetlana and Tobias do not attend yep. the trial or the executions. Although yep. Svetlana will get, serve as witness in the trial. Yeah. 
Um, and Tobias's part is for the largest part just left out of this. Sweet. Nobody really wants to drag it through the mud. Yeah. Frankly, even Bartram is pretty embarrassed about A, the kid kicked his ass. Yeah. And B, you know, they totally went and killed his mother and, you know. Yeah. Not quite in front of the kid, but it's, yeah. it's not his proudest moment. It doesn't fit with his righteous vigilante angle. Yeah. <laughs> and that is that. Yeah. Um, you gain a point of unrest for taking money out of the kingdom to resurrect your counsellor. Yeah. But it is literally the same question you had the last time, you know, why them and not me? Yeah. Blah, blah, I think they're better than us. Money could have been spent better elsewhere. Yeah. Um, across the board, nobody objects to Bartram and Co. being tried or hung or any of the measures that have been taken as a result of this. Sweet. Bringing, bringing the unrest you gain is purely about the money. Yeah. That is the single point of unrest. You gain no further unrest from this. Generally speaking, the large majority of the community is absolutely behind you in your actions on this score. Sweet. You know, there are always, always people who think otherwise in yes. a several thousand strong population. Yes, particularly considering there's presumably members of Bartram's immediate family in there. Yeah. Although, it's entirely possible but, not all of them endorse what he did, but... But, but by and large, um, Yeah. And the official policy on the whole why them and not me thing is that the councillors are the mainstay of the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, fundamentally, the way this normally works is it, it has to be somebody's... It's, somebody has to be prepared up to put up the cash. It's not a point that's heavily disputed. Yeah. But it, there's it, always the why can't I be councillor I know better than fucking Acheron. Yeah, yeah. It's, um... It's not a... We're not trying to pretend it justifies the uh, clearly unjustifiable. There is no good answer to why them and not me. But what there is is a clear and un- un- unmistakable answer. We're not shilly-shallying about. And that is the end of that scene. Yep! Uh, can you understand why I didn't want to leave you with you go out, you find Tobias covered in blood, he looks up at you holding the cleaver in his hand and says, they hurt mama. Yes, yes. And, and then we'll just leave it for the session. And go to bed. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate that. No, um, and that isn't everything that Caelan wants to do about that. By all means. Um, specifically, I want to talk quietly to John and Tobias. I want to talk quietly to John and Tristram about Tobias. Yeah. Um, and you know, the whole demon possession, you know, successfully murdered people. Successfully, yeah. successfully badly wounded people. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's not. I realize he acts like he's six, and not four, but it's not something a six-year-old should have been able to do either. <laughs> Um, this um, probably doesn't need to be covered by um, heavy amounts of dialogue. Yeah. Because um, John doesn't really... John, well, I'll do a little bit of it. Yeah. John says, I'm afraid possession and that sort of thing are well beyond my forte, but every interaction I've had with Tobias since... Uh, since the previous instance, yeah. I mean, you know, after he was depossessed, uh, is indicated a well-behaved, well-mannered child. He's unusually strong and large for his age, but I, I see nothing in him to be concerned about. And Tristan says, "Well, yes. I mean, as a consequence of the composition of the rituals that Malgrosat and Niska has put upon him, he's always going to be stronger and stronger and bigger and tougher than." He otherwise might, but you also have to keep in. I, I think, Kaelin, perhaps you should also keep in mind who he's been raised by, who his influences are. What would you have done 
when you were, what, what would you have done when you were six? And for all intents and purposes, he's old. He's a few years older than he looks, developmentally as well as physically. I'm not going to. Um, I don't think he did wrong. I just had. To, I don't think he did wrong, and I'm not troubled by it over much. Yeah. So I just had. To, I just had to be. Sh- I just yeah. had to check. Trust, and Tristan I will... was. Um, I was negligent in not paying more attention to the signs the first time around. I didn't want to make the same mistake again. And Tristan will actually, you know, go and hang out with him and check him over and all that yeah. sort of thing. But he says, I, I don't see anything here that strongly concerns me. I think it's likely it's that he wants to take after his uncle. And I can give you the literal explanation for how did Tobias achieve this. Yeah. Uh, he's an extraordinary NPC. He has higher stats than the other people around him. Sweet. He is destined to take PC classes when he grows up. Awesome. He literally... The reason he can beat Bartram up is because he's got a higher point by than Bartram. Awesome. Okay. And also, frankly, you know, Svetlana beat the shit out of them. The, yeah, the, 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 um, I imagine um, as commoners they're not well equipped to take she, fireballs to the face. I'm she, frankly surprised that any of them were still up after She that. had six levels in Sorceress. Yeah. Uh but doesn't have a lot in the way of heavily defensive spells. Yeah. It doesn't equip her to take on a mob of people who can kind of just stab the bejesus out of her with their peasant weapons. Yeah. Um, she's now a sorcerer of five because she loses a level getting raised dead. Yeah. Um, but such is life. Yeah. She's not she, going to trade it out. Yeah. She earned her XP back. Yeah. Um, but that's... the So the two explanations behind this meta-wise, uh, Tobias is, t- is, is a lot tougher than he looks because he has a higher point vibe than he otherwise should. Cause yeah. He's, he's extraordinary. And um, the other one is the motivation behind this. As far as all your investigations determine it really was exactly what it looked like. Where this came from is rolling a 100 on your events chart. Ah. That triggers the assassination event. Ah, one of my counselors. One of your counselors is assassinated. Right. Um, Circumstances left to the GM. It came up about six months ago and I have been... Delay, delaying it until appropriate circumstances arose. Yeah. And this is what I determined occurred. Yeah. Because assassination is not one of those ones I'm just going to throw out there casually. Oh, yeah. by the way, John's dead again. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for not making it John again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was I was looking for someone that would produce an interesting storyline out of it. Looked at Svetlana, looked at the invasion, and went, "There we are." Yeah. She bought the sequel. Yeah. And then I want to have a subsequent scene with both Svetlana and Tobias. And uh, uh, probably about a week after the event. We are here. So, um, let's switch Lana first. <sighs> and they will be meeting for their customary lunch out, which they do in public, so that you yep. know everybody can see that they, you know, because yep. Kalen doesn't hang out with Svetlana a lot in a completely private setting. Yep. But he does hang out with them regularly, and Kalen will actually slump onto the bakery bench and just sort of look idly at his bread roll. So, how are you holding up? <laughs> much better than the much better than the alternative, I assure you. We have lost a lot of our possessions, but they are just things. We still have each other. I'm all courageous to buy a straw pie. <laughs> he looks reasonably happy. Yeah. When they are young, they just... They shrug it off like that. I helped keep Mama safe. You did right. If it happens again, you do the same thing again. You fight off anyone who comes for you, then you run for Uncle Caleb. 
She clutches him a little bit tighter, <laughs> and the eyes sort of look round slightly. So, um, about coming to live on the castle. Yes. <laughs> I would like you to at this point. I do not think there's there's any question. They've like been staying there temporarily yeah. because it's a place to go. So I do not think there's any question of that I will. I am planning on getting what remains of our things from the other house in Thornwatch above the trading post, selling what is uh, sell, selling the place selling the place on, and uh, moving into the castle. I think we can all agree the protection would be welcome at this point. Hi. Yay, we're going to live with Uncle Cameron. <laughs> I will ruffle some bias this year. It will be a big castle. We will not be living in this room. But I can stay there some nights. We'll talk about <laughs> I want to bathe in the giant turtle shell again. That will be fine. Yeah. You can come You can come and visit with me once a week like, like we've been doing, and you can totally have a bath in the big turtle shell. And I'll tell you the story again of how one Uncle Corn and I... I bash cracked off. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. I wish, in retrospect, that uh, I had chosen to take up, take you up on your offer to stay in the castle earlier. But another one of those decisions we cannot undo. I. I wish. I wish these things didn't keep happening to you, Lass. I. Oh, you've su- surely suffered enough, but. It's more interesting than being a farmer's wife. <laughs> I can assure you that nobody would have even remotely been able to afford what I think cared enough to bring me back. I And it's, um... Aristotle once told me that um, it was unlikely that my life would ever get easier but that the lives of those who came after me would be easier because of what I had done. I think the same might be true for you. I can believe that. There must be a purpose for all of this, and I believe that Aristotle's grace has brought us out of the life we are in to a new one. Things are different, harder but in many important ways, much better. Alright, and that will close scene on Svetlana. Okay. And I want to talk privately with Tobias at some point. Okay. Auntie Caleb, what's up? I just wanted to talk to you about, um, what I know a bunch of people already talked to you about what you did. Mm-hmm. It was the right, you know. It's the right. It was the right thing to do. You did good. You I did. Had, you helped protect. You you did your best to help protect her, and that was important. I had to help my ma. I. It's um. When I was your age, things weren't safe for me and my mum either, and I did what I could to protect her, but it wasn't a lot. It was a. It wasn't a good place to grow up where I grew up. <laughs> I may not be off to a great start, but I hope we can give you and your mother an easier time. It's okay, Kim. Don't cry. We'll still come and live in the castle. Uh-huh. Give him a hike. Just, um, you did good coming to find me. That's the thing to do. 
Find how you can, and then get out of there and come find me, and I'll come help. And if you can't find me, find Brent or Corwin or one of the others, alright? Mm-hmm. Uh, what to do, Uncle Kaelin? If someone comes for you, you twist and you stab them, and then you run away real fast. That's the stuff, Kit. Brent says, if, Brent says if you can't, Brent says if you can run faster, run away, and if you can't run, tear them down. That's the stuff. And you know if they're just, and you know it's for when you're in fight for your life, but if it's just people giving you grief, mm-hmm. you just punch them in the nose, eh? Yeah, I, I know. You don't, you don't, you don't get your weapons out unless they do first. That's what you said. Yeah, good stuff, kid. All right, let's go. Um, let's go have that bath then. <laughs> and you will notice um, after this, um, Tobias does travel around with a dagger on his belt. Yeah, um, Svetlana is obviously approved this, and yeah. will tell you that blatantly. Yeah, they, um, um, there's there's no immediate trouble that arises from it, but Tobias walks around with a knife on. Yeah, the um, she's looking to the wrong person to be yeah, looking yeah. for Ka- call, uh, Caleb to disapprove. She's not yeah. looking for anyone to disapprove. She's not asking anyone. No, but um, Caleb's kids are going to go armed from a fairly young age. Okay, yes, and, and that was that kingdom event. And that was that kingdom event. You are out of kingdom events for Aridus. <laughs> Thank the bloody hell for that. Kaelin's going to cross off one week for kingdom, mm-hmm. and another week and a bit for... Spitline-related activities. Yeah, recovering from that, that yep. little... Um, given the speed with which I resurrected her, I'm kind of assuming that I don't get the unrest point for my council changing for this one. Correct. I mean, I'll get it next month when I switch back to first, because, you know, the people who like Kundal Malta, you yeah. know, uh, we're like uh, a yeah. werewolf appreciation society. No, she has not been um, dead meaningfully long enough to affect your council thing, because yeah. Corwin can now cast Raised Dead. You don't have to wait multiple weeks to send off for a scroll in that. Yeah. And yeah, um... It was presumably obvious, but um, given that we established that there doesn't appear to be any ulterior motives, I'm choosing not to use the commune thing at this stage. Mm-hmm. Basically, because it, Aristotle's philosophy kind of revolves around not bother, bothering yep. the gods for every petty trifle. Yeah, and Corwin is entirely on board with that. He doesn't yep. like to do it either. Yeah, I mean, we'll do it for. We might do it again for you know before we face Mordecai, but we're not going to do it just for every broken problem. Yeah, yeah. But um, for things that we're not going to do it for things that are within our own means. The thing is, Corwin would a blatantly refuse to do things like should we plant the crops now or in two weeks? Yeah, yeah. Um, and b um, what you'd actually find was if you started poking that sort of stuff at the GM, that the gods would just stop answering. Yeah, yeah. Like the thing is, Phrasma is under no obligation to actually answer your commune. She merely does so because Corwin services her interests in the world. Yeah. So yes, um, so the, um, however, at that point, the plan was to head, um, mm-hmm. head, uh, what is it, east with, um, Corwin and his glorious folding boat and endeavour to track down the, um... And the Slee Living spell, I guess. Yeah. Which keep a race death prepared. I don't like we living the sort of lifestyle where I had to have that bloody thing mm-hmm. on a dead <laughs> Um, we will be heading across... And we will be stopping in at the Shrike Cascades and the Crooked Falls along the way. Mm-hmm. 
Because, um, frankly, A, Camel, Camel wants to take call in there, and B, at this point, Camel needs some peace and quiet and not beautiful scenery and things. Aye, nice to be out on the road again. Not that I don't like a good, not that I don't like a good, a good bit of balance sheet and much, as much as the next man, but it's good to be out here getting in some fresh air from time to time. Aye, and with that, um, nifty, um, nifty little wooden contraption you've picked up, we don't have to carry a boat on our heads for, um, 80 miles or so. Aye, not that I'm not up to it with you, lad, but I kind of complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's something good to be sitting about having a boat that fits in a pocket. We'd like to have one of these back in the old Dwarven Rivers underground. It's a it's a nifty thing, and this probably won't be the last lake that we need to investigate. But I want you to take, I want to stop in and see these falls. I wouldn't mind just seeing them again. It's a sight to be seen. Aye, well, we'll see what they say then. So the Shrike Cascades were the big exciting one. Yeah, the crooked they're, falls. They're the first one up. So. Yeah, so we basically the detour. crooked falls, the little uh, zigzaggy ones. Yeah, so we basically detour off the um, off yeah. the road in um, A five and follow the river up. Yeah, and Corwin, sort of, you come back to the um, Shrike Cas the Shrike Cascades again. Yeah, and. Uh, it was only very recently, so I don't need to give you the big descriptor. No. <laughs> but um, Corwin looks up at them for a long moment. He says, Aye. Now there's something you don't see every day. Ladies' grace. Lad, this is magnificent. It's pretty amazing, eh? Thank you for bringing me out to it. We've got time, haven't we? We've got to have a look further around here. Yeah, um, the view's pretty good from up the top as well. Yeah, let's have a climb up. I gauges in some climbing. Yeah. yeah the, the, um, you don't need to worry about rolling it at this stage. Yeah, yeah. You can pretty much take your tins and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so Corwin climbs up and he looks at the top. It makes you think... I never claimed to have been the most highly educated religious man out there, but I had often wondered as a young one why a lady was so associated with water. But when you look at a place like this, I think you can really see it. The river flows down from one end, it all sort of churns up in the middle, this big old mess we call life. But no matter how much water pours through it, no matter how much disturbance there is, how much excitement in the middle it all turns to peace again at the end beginning, middle and end the river of life I mean, I know the philosophy but when you look at a place like this I can feel the power pouring off here that it's like it's like standing in a holy church but outdoors, natural one of the graces one of the great graces of the world is that places like this exist I can't say it as well, but yeah, I think I think this is something special. It's um I didn't know that I was ever meant to see something like this. I know I I know I ride you from time to time about changing the fates of those around you. And I think I don't know if it's the sort of thing you were meant to do. Or if it's something you just blunder your way through. <laughs> I suspect some combination of both. But on days like this, I can be grateful for it. 
I think I know it's tough for you being the one with the unpopular voice but I'm glad to have you around reminding us that every single thing isn't something we should poke our, our noses into I see um, I see what's happened with us coming down here I don't think it's a bad thing founding this kingdom and all that but it strikes me that humans as a whole are a bit prone to think that nobody else was down here before they got here I mean these centaurs have been at, at five, 500 years at war really just because no one paid any attention to the fact that they were living in these bloody hills for a good thousand years keeping themselves to themselves as it turns out watching out for something pretty nasty who's to say if we hadn't been invading them all the time that they wouldn't have spotted water they wouldn't have been better prepared to resist Vordekai at this point this is what you do you expand underground (laughs) ain't nothing down there you need to worry about but the Darrow and those bastards need stabbing (laughs) I I um we're from gotten to a good place with the kingdom where we're not just stabbing everything we come across but something you know like mites you see a mite you hit a mite in the head it, it, it's just basic I, I think we can all do without them bloody sad nose blowers in the world yeah but it's your perspective's not the one that um, comes most naturally to me but I know I can count on you, and I appreciate it. I love you too. Well, now that we've done our manly bonding bit, do you want to jump off? Do you want to jump off the top of the waterfall with me? Absolutely. I got to warn you, it's going to be a hell of a swim down there, <laughs> and he will, in fact, dive off the side of the Shrike Cascade in full play. Sure, he is that confident. Yeah. <laughs> And you will watch him do this, and he crashes into the massively, cataclysmically stormy water below and swims it. Sweet. He cannot fail to achieve this check, even in full play, taking 10 on it. Yeah. He does need to take 10. He couldn't do it without a 10. But, um... Kaelin will do it in light armor, because Kaelin would have taken his yeah. armor off in advance, because he knew yeah. they were coming to the waterfall. But, um, Kaelin does it without the slightest problem as well, because, um... Because you fit a fall elegantly. Yeah, I, 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 I float gracefully yeah. down. Corwin dives like a rock. Yeah. Uh, however, you know, he parts the water seamlessly and gracefully, because yeah. you don't have a plus 19 to swim without being able to dive. Yeah. Well, I acknowledge that part of it's magical, but, um, Kaelin's rocking the 13 himself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, part of Corwin's is magical, too. He's going to yeah. swimming a lot. Yeah, so, so we both do. Uh, and you gain a point of relationship with Corwin for satisfying one of his book three prizes, take him to the Shrike Cascades. Excellent. And at which point I do also want to make the diplomacy check. By all means. And I pull it off. Yep. Talk about life. Does that bring you anywhere interesting with him? Uh, takes me from a 14 to a 16. Okay, so that takes you over his um, 15 mark. Yes. Which gives you his next aspect and things like that. Yes. Okay, so you get a like, a dislike, and an aspect. Yes. Yeah, so the thing he likes will probably um, fit in nicely here. Uh, what have you already got for his? Uh, he likes killing undead. Right. 
Yep. Uh, the second one he likes is, I have listed it as unique waterways. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a side of him you've seen a bit more of, but um, he considers himself to be a swimmer by nature. Uh, at this point, if you haven't already got this, you get um, one of his traits. Yep. Is something called Deep Diver. Yeah. Um, he will actually talk a little bit about... Um, he talked kind of generically about his past, but he talks about having... You know he's been a miner. Yeah. And you know he's done it in a string of like underground caverns with big underground rivers and all that sort of thing under them. He's apparently done a large share of spelunking and that in there. So he has a trait called Deep Diver that is um, plus one to proficient miner, plus one to swim. Swim becomes a class skill. No, I already got that one because um, he talked about it after we fought old Crackjaw. Yep. Um, so unique waterways, is it like? Uh, his dislike you have also picked up. Um, he's mentioned a bunch of stuff offhand to you about sort of having a family and, you know, his jobs in the past and that sort of thing. And it's all really vague. Uh, what he his his dislike is literally talking about the past. Ah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it's not just Kayla being dead. Then he's 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 a rock. It's not. It's like Michaela. Yeah. Um. And of his aspects, what do you have? I have death should be the end of all death things. Death should be the end of all things. Uh, then, um, his second one is, you have noticed that some of his opinions make him unpopular, um, that he has very firm ideas, and he's not exactly Mr. Charisma. He's, no. He's not um, shy about voicing his opinions. Um, but what the impression you've sort of got of him is, like... Um, Someone like Jod is very religiously dedicated in a very open way. Jod makes no secret of his faith. He praises Aristotle all over the show. Um, Corwin is a lot more stolid about it. He does not make a big deal out of being a follower of Phrasma. It's clear as soon as you get to know him. But he doesn't bedeck himself with holy symbols. He doesn't go out of his way to talk about it. But the more you pick up of him, the more you realise that his faith has actually changed his life in some fairly substantive ways. Um, you think it's you, you think that the sort of opinions he holds, the sort of things he does, the nature of who he is, and particularly his spooky death magics and that sort of thing, you're drawn back to the first time you reacted to him, where his eyes went black. He told the bandits if their time was up, this was the end of them. And touched the guy, and the guy just fell over and died, and the rest of them flipped shit and ran away. That is the sort of thing he has seen before, and it must leave him somewhat isolated. But he still does it anyway. He do- and he doesn't even think about doing it any differently. Uh, the aspect you get is faith demands sacrifice. Ooh. Uh, he has given some things up to be what he is, this priest of Phrasma. Um, some, and some of this is stuff that some of what he has sacrificed you're not aware of, but you know it's there. Yeah. Um, and the thing you get from this aspect is that if he had to do it again, he would. Yeah. Faith demands sacrifice, Corwin is prepared to pay it. Awesome. Okay. Yes. And we're too. 
Um, so we are heading down to, um, so we head south directly diagonally from the Shrike Cascade. Yep. Um, probably given the, um, mountainous terrain round in a big grassland circle around Talon Peak. Yep. And, um, take ship in B7 to explore the... Yep, uh, the edge of lake that is in there. Yep, so because it's probably important, I will de- designate that we are going north by boat first and exploring B7 and C7. Yep. We're exploring the northern area of the lake. Yep. So, conveniently exploring it in the chunk that's in B7 first and the chunk that's in C7 that turns into the mudflats. That's the one. Yep. But that B7 counts as explored because so little of it was lake, and um, A7 and um, C7 does not because it was nearly all lake. Yeah, so I will. So, Corwin pulls out his folding boat. He says, Time to hit the water. I forget exactly what his command word was, but certainly I think it's important enough to write it down. And he throws the boat out, and he says, And he says, Now, this is a proper lake, not a little river. Up you go. <laughs> Folds out into the big sailing yeah. ship. He's definitely Oi. Well this is something. I gotta tell you, lad, I can see through I can see through the depths, but I didn't I can see through the depths, but I ain't got your I ain't got your girl's eyes. I think if we're gonna see anything down here we're gonna have to do some diving off the side. I we're gonna have a um We can try your um the other thing we can do is try that um, spell you were telling me about. Right. Well, a deep dwarf's got a good idea of how to find things underwater. We'll need a search pattern than that. But uh, I can also try these. I can also try locating this thing. I think it would be best to try both. We can have a look. We can have a look. See for anything else that shines that's down here. Okay. So um, the only thing is, I don't think this is going to be a big stopper for you. But if you want him to use locate object for it, he is going to need to go to the ghost stone and see it. Yeah. So he has a pretty good idea what he's looking at. Yeah. So as long as you're happy with that. Yeah, no, that's all right. So we will um, go round first then and um, just go around the edge of the yeah, lake yeah. and have a look-see at the stone. Yeah, he studies it for an hour or so. He goes, I, I think we've got enough to find the other half of this. Yeah. Well, let's go, let's go then. You get in the boat. And you go off, and he will... I'll cross off an extra day for um, that detour. He gets in the boat. You sail out, you know, a, hundred, a couple of hundred metres into the water. Yeah. And he says, I... Lady, and I will, I will warn him about the um, giant monster. Lady, if it be your will... If it be your will, we seek this thing to ward off something dark that ain't supposed to be in this world. Goddess... Goddess of Graves, Lady of Prophecy, she who sees all that comes before and all that flows after. Show me if this damn thing we're looking for be in this lake. It casts Locate Object, uh, and that will go for 40 foot a level. He is now 9 levels. That is just shy of a kilometre. Sorry. And he says, I, well, I think it's here. Right first time, lad. Good searching. <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, that narrowed, well, that um, saves us a bunch of trouble. And he will sort of walk slowly around the boat, looking out to the sea. He says, "I, it's out there, and down. It'll be at the bottom of the lake. I guess my guess is it'll be at the bottom of the lake." So he basically gets um, 
he senses the direction of the object from him. So yeah. can point, it's over here and down. Yeah. Uh, well, we, what, anchor the boat or something and dive for it? Alright, we'll sail out, we'll s- it's, it's a little further out, we'll sail out first, anchor the boat and dive, I think. Alright. And he says, you, he says, you, 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 you help me with these ropes and these sails, and I'll let you know when we're, when we're on it. Damn funny thing, this ain't tried this sort of spell before, I, I'll just know it when we're there. Good stuff. She says, I, you tell me what to pull and I'll pull it. Eastward, mostly eastwards, a little north, a little north, a little north, a little east. I stop around here, just about on top of it. Throw the anchor. I, I make it, I make it several hundred meters down there. Right. Big deep breaths then. Didn't take I, it. And um, Kaelin um, will have changed into his leather armour yep. to go on the boat. Yep. I actually kind of assume Corwin's just stayed in his he plate. Has, because he can take the minus 10 penalty and not blink. Yep. He can swim in this in full plate without uh, worrying about it. We'll be, we'll be diving, take some deep breaths and dive off the boat then. Okay. Lad. You're travelling with a cleric of a lady of all rivers. You didn't have to worry about holding some deep breaths. <laughs> let me let me tell you about let me tell you about the other third level domain spell. Oh right, sweet. Water breathing. Sweet. <laughs> or that. Oh, actually, give me a minute here. I, I forget what else I prepared. Uh, I wonder how well this will fucking work. Because if it's water walking, I don't want it. Because we're trying to go under. No, it's control water. Oh, sweet. Uh, it's ten foot. Yeah, this is a good opportunity for Torwin to break out these water-based spells he doesn't usually get to use. Right. Okay, forget about that. Yeah. Um, Lowering water is going to do nothing appreciable to this lake. He can create a nice whirlpool in it. Yeah. But that doesn't actually help you in any fashion. So he will simply cast water breathing on it. This will last copious hours more than you need it to, particularly because he knows where the thing is. Yeah. And he says... He gets these releases. Well, we're not very far out. I mean, you can still almost see the shore from here. You could swim out here pretty easy if you were anything decent at. I suppose that makes a sort of sense, doesn't it? I haven't seen much of these centaur folk, but they don't have much ill for bots, do they? No, and, um... Bloody Zemek must have swum out here with the damn thing on her back. Aye, it um, must have been quite a feat. But, um... Yeah. I don't know if you'd drawn that line of logic or you were just picking the littlest area or the one closest to you. No, I was just picking the I was just picking the littlest area. But but that's the line of logic. She's literally come out here with no boat and swum out and dropped the damn thing in the in in the ocean. But she can't swim out for ten ten kilometers because she's not that hard us. Just keep your eyes open. My experience anytime there's anything shiny about the place there's some beastie or another set up camp over it. Right. But th- thanks to you, at least we won't have to worry if we have to if we have to fight some nasty thing underwater. At least we won't have to worry about coming out. Well, after you land, you dive in. Yep. You sink down, and the, you have a couple of obstacles you're facing here, which are largely not obstacles for you. It's dark because you will see Corwin ahead of you. He's still holding locate object up, so he's pointing down, down yeah. a little further forward that way. Um, it goes deeper and deeper 
You don't need to worry about breathing. Yeah. A, the two of you are probably hard enough to hold your breath. To, to, to be honest, I, wa- I wasn't super worried about um, that. B, water breathing will take care of this entirely. Yeah. Um, secondly, you go beyond the point where the light penetrates. It is now pitch dark in here. Yeah. This doesn't trouble either of you in any appreciable way because yep. you both have dark vision. <laughs> um, so you swim down. Uh, you do both get spot checks. You look for this core and spell abbreviates the need for a search check because she can he can more or less point you to it. But of course, the horrendous creature that is absolutely right here, of course. Yeah, I'm sure you're shocked. <laughs> well, in all fairness, it's not like I didn't already know there was a monster in this lake. Yeah, I, I, and you know, like it's not even just being meta. The thing glows and emits magical powers that I know certain creatures find attractive. You know. It's not completely inconceivable that the lake monster is one of those creatures. Uh, and I got a 16. Yeah, I imagine this is going to fairly safely beat itself. <laughs> wow. Go, stealthy creature. On the other hand, it is underwater in its natural environment. Oh. Maybe it looks like a really big log. You will still see it. You just yeah. won't see it very easily. Yeah. Um, you swim down towards where Corn is pointing, and you see just up ahead at the edge of your dark vision, um, there is a large, what looks like, stone object um, of about the size and dimensions you were looking for. Yeah. You know, it's it's slightly out of view, but it's almost certainly the other half of the Watcher's Stone. Um, then as the two of you start to move slightly towards it you see the mud and the silt from the bottom of the lake stir because of course it's gone down and actually hit the bottom yeah Um, something is moving there and something and you see a disturbance in the water as something enters your dark vision range and swims towards you and you see I think it actually has a picture in here Possibly if it's not. Uh, no, alas, it does not. Um, you see a large creature swimming towards you. It has a huge elongated neck and an equally elongated tail, four flippers. It is enormous, it is a huge sized creature. It is swimming towards you with what look like very flat teeth in its mouth, but very big, heavy teeth. Uh, It is literally a Loch Ness Monster-style thing. It's an Elasmosaurus. Awesome. And it goes out towards you, and you and Corwin see it coming, and we look to roll initiative. Yeah. But um, at that point, we will leave the session B. The Elasmosaurus moves towards you. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun.